This podcast episode from Oncology Data Advisor was recorded live at the 2023 American Society of Hematology annual meeting in San Diego. Thanks for listening. Be sure to visit oncdata.com, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and follow us on social media for more exclusive content and interviews from the meeting. Welcome to Oncology Data Advisor. My name is Kara Smith, and today we're here at the 2023 ASH Annual Meeting. And I'm joined by Dr. Ivandra Bezerra, who is a hematology specialist at The Ohio State University Comprehensive Cancer Center. Dr. Bezerra, thanks so much for stopping by today to record this podcast. Thanks so much for the invitation. I'm excited to share our data. Yes, I'm excited to hear about it. Um, so to start off, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do in your work? Uh, of course. So my name is Evandro Bezerra. I'm a clinical assistant professor at hematology at The Ohio State University. I treat mainly patients with uh, lymphoid malignants like lymphoma, leukemias, and uh, that need transplant or cell therapies like CAR T cell. Great. Uh, so you're presenting this weekend at ASH, real-world outcomes of brexucaptogene autolucel for relapsed refractory adult B-cell acute lymphoblastic leukemia. Um, so for background, would you like to tell us a little bit about brexucel and how it's currently used for B-cell ALL? Of course. So Brexucel is one of the chimeric antigen receptor T-cells, NC19, with a co-estimatory domain CD28. It's a CAR T-cell therapy that's approved for patients with relapsed refractive B-cell ALL. Awesome. Um, so what did the study that you're presenting on Monday investigate? So the study they're going to present Monday showed the real-world data of Brexucel for relapsed refractive B-cell ALL since their approval by the FDA and becoming stand of care. As we know, like the Braxocell in the Zoomatry clinical trial, the pivotal trial that led to the FDA approval of Braxocell for patients relapsed refractory B-cell showed high efficacy. And but it's important to show the data in the real-world setting to support the similar outcomes to prove that the therapy is effective in the real-world setting. So in our data. We show that Brexucel was highly effective in patients in the reward setting and the toxicity profile was manageable and consistent with the scene in the Zoomatry clinical trial. Awesome, that's very exciting. Um, so were these any of these results um, surprising in comparison to Zuma 3 or other known data of Brexucel? Yeah, so one of the main finds in our data is that about 90% of the patients that treating the reward setting would potentially not be eligible for the Zoomatry clinical trial. And despite this difference in the patient population of the Zoomatry clinical trial in the reward setting, we show Brexel was, was highly effective. And also in the subgroup analysis, I'm looking at patients older or younger than 60 years old, patients that had prior blinatumumab, patients that had prior transplant, extra medullary disease, we didn't see a difference in the effectiveness outcomes. That's great. Um, so since you mentioned that 90% of patients would have been ineligible for the trial, um, do you think this informs anything in terms of clinical trial design or eligibility criteria? I think that supports the challenging of the difference of patients treating a clinical trial that they need to have a strict eligibility criteria to, to have to, the data generated in a clinical trial proof efficacy and safety. But we always need to, after the clinical trial, have studies like the one I'm presenting, showing the reward data to support the external validation of the clinical trial, showing that the data and the outcomes are consistent with seeing the clinical trial, despite this difference in the population between a clinical trial and the reward setting. Great. 
Um, so do these data change anything in terms of practice or use of Brexicel? Um, or is it, how is it important for clinicians to know this data? I think first of all, support the use. Since the data from the clinical trial support that the Brexicel is highly effective and the toxicity profiles management similar to this, consistent with the one seeing the zoometric clinical trial despite the patient's population difference. And number two, an interesting finding, that a lot of patients are getting Brexicel in the reward setting with lower disease burden. And on this population, Brexicel remain highly effective. That's great to know. Um, anything else you'd like to mention about uh, the presentation? I'm excited to share this data to the reward setting and show that number one, the Brexicel uh, was effective in the reward setting. Number two, the toxicity profile was management consistent to see in the Zoometric clinical trial. And the F, we didn't see any signal of difference in the effectiveness outcomes in the subgroup analysis, especially that a lot of patients are receiving Brexicel with lower disease burden than the clinical trial and they have uh, favorable outcomes. And we other analysis of this data with longer follow-up and larger subject analysis are planned by our group and going to be reported later. Great. Well, it's so exciting to hear about the efficacy of Brexicel in a real-world setting, and we're looking forward to hearing more at your presentation as well. So thanks so much for coming by to talk about this data. Thank you.